0: achieve our full potential your journey to transformation begins right now let's do this all right let's do this this is Tracy Harrell and it is so much bigger than me this this has basically been a social experiment on how to make the world a better place right it's very simple when I talk about our mission you know we say we use technology community and positive psychology to help good people do great things, right? We tell stories, we show wisdom, we, 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 we elevate expectations. That's what this show is all about. So Mike, when you show our, our, our vision, we like to say we help real people turn dreams into reality, we turn hope into how, and we build on the power of purpose, destiny, and legacy. And today with me, I have a handsome gentleman who actually is perfect for this show because, you know, we're we're persuaded, not that we're perfect, but we're persuaded that we can make a difference in the lives of others. How cool is that? Mr. Michael Harding. Yes. Why are you here today?
1: I'm here today because... Uh... In the short amount of time I've been on this beautiful planet, Um, (laughs) I've had the opportunity and the pleasure to have a lot of life experiences um, that I believe uh, created lessons that I can share with other people who might be on the same journey or experience the same things that I have. So uh, whatever I can do, whatever truths uh, from my life and my experiences I can offer uh, to help somebody right. else, I think that that's a blessing.
0: It, it, it is such a blessing, and what we talk about on this show—these are some serious topics. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes we talk about how to achieve your, you know, your best life. How to—it's all about how to achieve your best life, but that can mean different things mm-hmm. for different people, mm-hmm. right? For you, you know, we're going to be talking about topics like depression mm-hmm. and the importance of mental health. Mike, by the way, Dr. Tart's going to call in at the end of the show toward, the, like, the last 15 minutes. So we have a Dr. Jerry Bird-Tart, who's who's a regular on the show. She's actually part of my co-writing team for uh, for a book that's coming out at the, in a couple months, which is super exciting, um, called It's All Bigger Than Me. And it's basically an invitation for everyone to be a part of this movement, mm-hmm. right? And so we're going to talk about mental health. We're going to talk about the relationships between parents and children. So... If you have any relationships with anyone else, whether you're a parent, whether whether you you connect with other people in the universe, you're going to want to watch this show because we're going to talk about how important it is to allow people to be their true selves, how important that is for success and happiness. Absolutely. You're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So look at him. Zoom in tight on the mic for me real quick so they can see how cute he is. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful Thank smile. You. Thank you. Twinkly eyes. If I could blush I would. <laughs> <laughs> You're blushing on the inside. But you said you've suffered from depression. Yes. In the I, past.
1: Yes, and I still continue to um handle with mm-hmm. depression. I don't want I wouldn't say struggle. Um it's definitely a journey that mm-hmm. I'm still very much on. Um but I'm very happy.
0: Very How cool is that? I'm very happy. For you to say and we were talking about how this is a big deal. Like mm-hmm. mental health. It's funny because a lot of people are stressing how important it is to focus on your physical health. And we all know that mental health is important too. But as a as a young black male, what mm-hmm. did your family tell you when you talked about depression?
1: You know, whenever the topic of depression came up in my house. It was, you would bring it up. Yeah, You'd be the one saying, hey, I'm not. Yeah, how, how would that look for you? I'm not what was, feeling too well or uh, something along those lines. And uh, the response always was, um, that's, not, that's not a black like we don't have that. that's a white people problem. Depression <laughs> was a white people problem. Depression,
0: like, they said, was a white people problem. Yeah, and I was like, and, and I've actually heard that too. Yeah, like growing up, mm-hmm. like it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and I was like, what, like what do you mean? <laughs> it's like what it's are you? Saying? I am pretty sure I'm depressed, I, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not white. Um, and it's it's critical. It is for our people. We've we've had someone on. um talking about a number of different elements and if, if we don't talk about mm-hmm. depression and talk about mental health for youth whether you're black or white mm-hmm. whoever you are mental health is so important so this show is really about connecting to your own best self Absolutely. right so tell us a little bit about um I, I know you got help mm-hmm but that journey wasn't easy it either. Wasn't. Not at so, all. So, so because we've had Doctor. Tard on the show, and, and most people on the show, they say talk to someone, get help. Mm-hmm. Like if you truly are depressed, it's such an important issue. There's all these suicide hotlines, yep. and I think the number one um, what cause of death mm-hmm. um, for youth
1: mm-hmm.
0: is suicide.
1: suicide. Yeah, it's a it's a very sad statistic. Um, but he, I think this like is serious. the conversation just needs to change. Right. Like we have to start talking about it, um, especially within the black community. We right. have to stop saying this isn't an issue that doesn't that doesn't affect us. Right. right. Like Clearly. depression doesn't just just doesn't discriminate. So <laughs> I like know, it. If we can't talk about it as a family and say, OK, like we want to make sure that not only are you healthy physically, but you are healthy mentally. You know, we're not going to see a change. We're not going to see that statistic go down, exactly. which is what we want to see.
0: And that's really what I'm doing. I have a, a, a I do all kind of things in the community. I think, you know, I spent 25 years in corporate America, mm-hmm. So eight years at IBM, 14 years at Disney, my last five at Microsoft. December of last year was my last day at Microsoft. And I spent a year mm-hmm. basically doing work for myself mm-hmm. um, on myself because what we talked about, it's all about you. Yes. Doing some work personally, but the name of the show is it's bigger than me because once you do that work and even while you're doing that work, it's important for you to share your journey to help others mm-hmm. on the same journey. And so when I think about the work I've been doing now, it's been you know focused on this show yes. and just bringing forth voices. But I've also been writing three books. It's so exciting.
1: You are busy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and doing some consulting as well. So I now have a, a formal consulting practice called Made It Now, and it's making a difference every day. Mm-hmm through information technology, intentional thinking, and something I call intuitive theatrics, a Mm. term that I (laughs) trademarked. We'll talk more about that on another show. But it's basically, you know, we all have to take proactive steps to make the world a better place, to do some things differently. So let's talk about your journey. So you got help.
1: Yes. I got help only after I realized that what I was going through was actually depression. So it took... That self-awareness to realize, okay, this is a problem that I'm going through. The next step is for me to talk to somebody in the professional space that can help. Because I tried-ish to talk to my parents about it, but I already knew their thoughts. So, so,
0: how, so how, how was that conversation? And, and I think we need to pause on the awareness piece. Because yes. book number one, the show that I did for two years, mm-hmm. was called Our Journey Our dreams, Mm -hmm. the art and science of being aware and getting there. Because you can be aware and never get there. But being aware is critical. It is. I'm aware that I need to lose 100 pounds. I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. But I'm aware. We're
1: all a work in progress.
0: (laughs) We're all a work in progress. But it's important. So, Mm -hmm. But just to be aware that there's a problem. So let's talk about how did you become aware? So if someone's watching or or they have people that are around, so parents are watching and they have youth. Mm -hmm. I love when you were telling the stories about your youth and how there was some energy Mm -hmm. that you were kind of bottling up because you really weren't allowed to talk about being depressed. Well, you said your parents what did they say to so, you?
1: Yeah, they, they would say that, you know, it is a, a, a problem that doesn't affect our community. Like, that's not our problem.
0: But but they also talked about this gratitude. Like, you ain't got nothing to yeah, be they, depressed yeah, about. Yeah, they,
1: they were like, look around. See what you have. You've got a roof over your head. You've got a car. You've got this and that. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And you know, when you think about that, yes, I am grateful for what I have and where I am. However, that doesn't change the way I feel on the inside. And there's something there that I'm not dealing with, and I don't currently see that I need to be able to um, work through. And, you know, I would bring up the conversation with my parents and say, uh, you know, I'm not feeling well today. And they're like, well, well, what's the problem? Like, why don't you feel well today? you know, look at all these amazing things that we have. Look at where you're going. you grew up poor,
0: but they they made some progress in their careers. Yeah, so you struggled a bit
1: earlier on, but they, they definitely progressed in their career. Um, and you were an only child, so you kind of had
0: some things that most
1: exactly. So I was afforded a lot of uh, privileges and opportunities that most uh, kids in my community, you know, didn't have the opportunity to have. Um, so I understood why I needed to be grateful, mm-hmm. and I very much was. You know, I never wanted to take anything that I had for granted because yes. I did understand that all of that can go away at any moment. You know, they, mm-hmm. My parents were very um, awesome individuals in teaching me that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still could not shake the dark cloud that uh. was over me. Um, so it all came to uh, a day where you know I woke up and I wasn't feeling great at all and I just kind of wanted to push through the day and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go to work, I'm gonna go to school or whatever, and I'm gonna get home and I'm just gonna sleep and it'll all be over and the next day it will come and hopefully I feel a little bit better. Um, the day got progressively worse and uh, I found myself in a very dark place, and I had very dark thoughts. And um, one of those thoughts was I didn't want to be here anymore. Mm. And no matter how many times I tried to list all the positive things and all the things I should be grateful for and all the things that should make me happy, I still could not feel any better. And I was and like, "You okay, said so I don't. I don't want to be here anymore.
0: Wh- wh- what? Tell me more about that. Like, what? I, what is that?
1: I." you know, suicide became an option. Wow. For me that and in, in that moment, it, it shook me to my core that I was having these thoughts because I was like, here I am as a person. You mm-hmm. know, I have my I was blessed to be able to travel with mm-hmm. my family at a young age. And I've seen different parts of the world and uh did all these cool you know, things. Others got it worse than you. Others and... have it worse than me. And I know that, you know, in 10, 15 years later, I want to Continue to do these mm-hmm, fun things, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i that's not going to happen if I take my own life. So I said, you know, something's got to change, and I, I got to talk to somebody who's willing to listen, somebody um, professional, because I couldn't go to my friends. I knew that mm-hmm. you know, when you're that young, you don't really understand mm-hmm. what's going on, and I couldn't expect the people, uh, the friends that I had to understand as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when I started to go out and look for help for myself. Right. Um, and I did find a therapist, uh, and I brought it up to my parents because, you know, I couldn't yes. just... Go off and start yeah. seeing a therapist without telling my parents exactly what's going on. How old were you at this point? Um, I was probably around 18 years old. Okay. Yeah, because that's when I, you know, had basically authority over my own health care right. and like who right. I could see. Um, so I found a therapist. And you're and, in college. And this was high school. High school. Okay. Right before going to college. Um, and I started seeing this therapist. And the first session, um, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, she was very warm. She was very inviting, and she kind of laid the the ground rules and what. Uh, well, what were the ground rules?
0: Let's take our people through it. I mean, right? Let, <laughs> hey, this is it's all bigger than me. There's people out there that, that are struggling. Yeah. So let's let's take them through it. So she said, "What yeah, are the one ground of the, rules so for, one for, of the, for your, the your therapy?" Things, and again, we're not we're not medical professionals. Not at all. We are not therapeutic in nature. Mm-hmm. We are we are the, the bigger than me is all about sharing stories. Telling stories, sharing wisdom, elevating expectations, sharing mm-hmm. this man's story. And we hope that together we can make the world a better place. That's what th- that's what this is all about. So yeah. just just to clarify, what, what what did your therapist say? You, you had suicidal.
1: I had suicidal thoughts. thoughts. Yes. you
0: like, I need to get some help. I need help. Like, I really do have a good life. I I really don't want to end my life, but just thinking of it, because you're a Christian. You said you grew up.
1: I grew up in Southern Baptist um, house. So, people don't know, (laughs) we're from
0: the same state, and I just, like, we have a friend of a friend. Yes. Right? So, we're both from Florida, Mm -hmm. living in the Pacific Northwest,
1: as far as 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 possible, on the other (laughs) corner of the United States. Right, right.
0: So... So Southern Baptist, Mm -hmm. what does that mean for those who might be watching and have no idea? It means different things to different people, but as soon as you said it, I smiled.
1: Our entire way of life is rooted within that religion, right? So, like, if, for example, whenever I talk about depression and not feeling great about uh, yourself or life or whatever the case is, you know, my grandma, who is a devout Christian, she would always say, pray about it. And so did you? I, I did. I did. I've had a lot of nights where I I prayed to the point where uh, it brought me to tears because, like, I'm at a loss for hope here and I need something. Um, And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed for an answer. And I think um, what a lot of people, you know, even within the church seem to miss is that when you pray for something, it's it's not going to always the answer is not going to always show up in the way that you're expecting Um, so I think to, for people like my grandmother who didn't quite understand what I was going through and my parents didn't, didn't quite understand, they thought that, you know, if you prayed about it, then, you know, God's just going to make it go away. Poof, And that's not Parting the case. of the Red Sea. Yeah. It's, it wasn't the case. Wipe of, the thoughts yeah. completely
0: from your mind. They'll never come back yeah, again.
1: No, no. That wasn't going to happen for me. Um... So I prayed about it. And I am
0: a praying woman, by the way, so I do. we both love the Lord. That's not the question. You are saying you had a real problem before you Mm -hmm. that that you needed some help with. I needed some help with. Perfect. And I prayed about it, and and then the
1: answer came to me in the form of, I need to go seek help. Excellent. And it wasn't until I sought help that I noticed that my life started to incrementally change, and things started to become a little bit more clear. I started to learn more about myself. I started to piece things together and figure mm-hmm. out what is the root of the issue? What are some it. of the reasons why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling?
0: I love um, it. So, so I'm, I'm still going to slow you down because yeah. we're taking we're taking the people through this journey together slowly. Okay. So <laughs> you said there were some ground rules in your first yes. session. Tell us about those.
1: Um, one of the, the rules, because this was <laughs> so far, but <laughs> <laughs> back in the day. Uh, but one of the things that she had mentioned is that, you know, the conversations that we have in this room are strictly between us. And that made me feel... A little bit safer because at the end, I'm, this is an 18-year-old talking to an adult, complete stranger. Mm-hmm. It's hard enough for me to even bring myself to that room, much yes. less open up right. to somebody that I didn't know. So she was, uh, she was very good to let me know that whatever we talk about, it doesn't go back to my family. It's not going to be I'd discussed with anybody else. It is, it is very confidential. Um, and another thing that she had mentioned is I'm that
0: notes, you know, you know, yeah. everyone know on my show, y'all know that I'm writing everything. Every, this show is about the books. It's about the the, the lessons learned. So um, I'm always taking notes. So, yeah. I'm, you know,
1: I'm with you. She also stressed the importance of being honest. Um, you know, therapy isn't going to help you unless you, you know, tell the full truth love it and you you are opening up and you are breaking some of those walls down Mm. because at the end of the day, what you're seeking is help. And in order for somebody to help you, they got to know the full story. Right. Yeah. They have to know everything. Um, in my first session, I mean, I didn't tell the full truth. I kind of skirted Mm -hmm. around a little bit, gave small details because Mm -hmm. I was still guarded. I still didn't quite understand exactly what I was going through and I wasn't sure that she would also understand. Mm -hmm. Um, so my first session, I didn't really lay it all out there mm-hmm. for her. Yes. Um, but it was it took a couple of sessions uh, and going back and forth. And, you know, I was like, you know what? I, I need to make a change now. So mm-hmm. let me just throw caution to the wind and just lay it all out there on the table for her. Um, and when I did that. She was able to give me advice that actually worked, and she Ooh. was able to, yeah. She she said, okay, now we're getting there. So
0: w- once you opened up, so once you had I to opened. trust. So you yes. had to build some trust.
1: Yes. And, and that's, that's hard. <laughs> so building it trust. It is hard. Um, it's not an easy process to be uh, completely vulnerable, especially in front of a stranger. But you have to also understand that these people are professionals. And uh, they're there to help you. They're there to help you. Right. You know, they're, they're, there's a reason why they have the titles and the job exactly. that they have this, this is um, their space um, and then I started to open up and you know I found you know for me it was a friend but it was a very professional relationship mm-hmm. but like this was somebody who did not judge me I could basically say anything and there was no look on her face when I said something mm-hmm. or she didn't you know say oh well that's bad or anything she just took it for what it was and she assessed everything and then she gave me actionable items to go it. um, home with and put into practice. Uh, so, uh, therapy was definitely um, a huge factor in where I am today. Um, I have learned to be more open and honest in some of the personal relationships that I have had because, uh, you know, hiding everything and being so guarded held me back for such mm. a long time. And it manifested in so many ugly ways. Like I was insecure. Or a lot of times I I didn't really have uh, the self-worth that I should have had. Um, And then that set me back even in Mm. my professional life because Mm -hmm. of it. So um, once I started to open up and be a little bit more comfortable and then learn more about myself, only then was I able to move to the next level.
0: Yes. Yes. I love it. So you said, you know, I'm... Rolling you back just a little bit. I'm okay. loving this. You know, I love you. <laughs> she gave you actionable items mm-hmm. to go home with. Let's talk about that. What exactly did she tell you to do? You said that, you know, the conversations, I know you said your actions were you, you were more open and more honest, mm-hmm. you, you, you less guarded. You yes. felt like you could put yourself out there and not be judged. Mm-hmm. So you had that safe space for her. Mm-hmm. Then it sounds like you opened up and you 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 allowed yourself to be unguarded with others. Yes. And
1: And it it was more about communication because, like, that wasn't something that uh, I had grown up with, right? Like, my family. Open communication. Open communication. Like, you know, um, I love them to death, but, like, Mm -hmm. I can find my family sometimes to be a little bit more judgmental than I'd like. Southern Baptist. Come on. (laughs) Never, never, never. (laughs) Never. never. (laughs) Uh,
0: I struggle. I actually struggle a little bit with this. And we're going to talk about a mutual friend that we have. Mm -hmm. I struggle a bit. And mm-hmm. I think you you know we could talk about this, you know Christians, Southern Baptists. I mean, we all have our own journey and our own walk, yes. you know, of faith. And I am a believer. Like I said, I started this show the day I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry when I left Microsoft. And again, Microsoft is a, is a good company, no doubt about it. But when I knew what I needed to do to walk in my mm-hmm. full purpose in life, my destiny, my 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 reason for being is mm-hmm. this is a part of it. It is really about sharing some elements of truth, mm-hmm. helping others to become their best. This is this this is what I was meant to do. So I'm I'm walking in, in joy. I need to I need to optimize and now focus on a a, a revenue engine. But that's mm-hmm. a whole other conversation. <laughs> I'm gonna formally start consulting. But right now it's like this is my gift to the world. Yes, like bringing these stories and bringing these people. You know forward mm-hmm. to like you amazing people like you who are willing to tell their stories to help others mm-hmm. is really what we're all here to do i mean it's kind of like the 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 purpose of humanity
1: it is yeah it, it's right? a powerful we, movement
0: it, it is a movement it's the bigger. that's the title of book number three the one that's coming <laughs> out it's called it's bigger than me it's all bigger than me and you mm-hmm. the movement because it is a movement like we do all have an ability to help others and so now we're going to go back to open communication i mean we're talking about baptists mm-hmm. southern baptists christians catholics whatever that is and, and when you think about this concept of why sometimes this concept of open communication mm-hmm. and being spiritual or religious they don't sometimes they don't align miss. like people who have a thing in them where they're, they're afraid to maybe share people because they're afraid that they they're, they're going to be judged yeah you know it's like God, G- he was all about love Exa- and acceptance. And sh- acceptance
1: and like you, it's funny. You go to church and then they preach about love and acceptance. And but you like, better not be. Hello. Uh, <laughs> you know, I know someone who
0: said, you know, in the Bible it says you really should not have interracial marriages. Why does it say that in Where? the Bible? Yeah. Nothing I, I that matters. And I, I never dispute with people. Mm-hmm. Like when I when I had people on the show during my last show,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they were one lady was in politics Mm -hmm. amazing person Mm -hmm. i don't agree with half of the things she 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 talks about Mm -hmm. from a political perspective but she was a good person right both of them the other person once you're talking about an initiative that we agreed on but some of the things she said and the way she said them i'm like yeah i was i was looking like
1: yeah really but you You can't allow those differences to separate you
0: exactly because we connect on the things we do agree about exactly Right. And that's that's important. Mm -hmm. And so I say that to say, you know, we have a spiritual background. Mm -hmm. We have we were raised in a Southern Baptist (laughs) community (laughs) and you didn't feel open to actually talk to your parents. People in the church, which which in theory is supposed to be a safe space. Yeah.
1: But is it very intimidating?
0: Can be very intimidating. I mean, there are churches out there for sure. Mm -hmm. And so my recommendation is find those that are that are that where you're safe they exist they do exist right so there there are spaces where they say come as you are and they mean it and they mean it and you're welcomed and you're loved and so basically find a community right find your people exactly right find your people Mm -hmm. i'm sure was one of the things that she suggested you told me that was that was one of your one of your moments of bliss yes when you found your people (laughs) (laughs)
1: I mean, like, I think an important part is to really assess your uh, your surroundings, mm. right? Look at the people who you're choosing to surround yourself with, mm-hmm. people who you're calling your friends, and really ask yourself, are these people really for me? Right? Like, it's... Uh, so this,
0: this is one of the things your, your psychologist yes. asked you to do.
1: She really wanted me to look at the people that I was surrounding myself with because... If I'm feeling so negative on the inside, I have to have a a conduit or sources around me that can...
0: Like reinforcing elements.
1: Yeah, there has to be something there. Um, And there was. I mean, it was was surprising. Um, And I didn't notice it until I really opened my eyes, like until someone told me to truly look.
0: What what did she tell you to do? For those watching, Mm -hmm. what did she tell you to do? She just wanted me to
1: be a little bit more aware of um, my surroundings and really look at the people who I sh- opened up to um, and see what their responses were. Did were the responses, con- uh, were they uh, productive like responses? Mm. So if I were to go to one of my friends at the time and say, hey, I'm feeling depressed, really think about their response to that. Um, and there was uh, somebody who I had grown up with uh, since I was two years old, as far back as I can remember, um, And I shared everything with this person, Mm -hmm. you know, this person you meet inside and out. And, um, I went back home after, you know, one of uh, my therapy sessions and I had reached out and I was just like, let me see, you know, this is somebody I would consider family. Mm -hmm. I had no intention on cutting ties with them, uh, ever. Um, but I, I opened up to this person. I let them know exactly what was going on. I let them know that, you know, I'm feeling this type of way and Mm -hmm. I'm starting to see a therapist and. I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on some things. And the response that I got from that person came off as very selfish. Well,
0: uh, it yeah. So it just wasn't it wasn't it, it was, was clear to you that, OK, this person is not for me. Yeah. And I was like, OK, so how do I because,
1: you know, this person is in within my family. So I can't necessarily be like, I'm cutting ties today. Like I, this person's got to go. Right. Um, so it was hard. Uh, so I kind of took a step back and I was like, well, so maybe I shouldn't be completely open with this person and let that person in. There, there you go. So much. Right. I, I need to be a little bit are choices. Yeah. You may
0: not be able to change who you work with, who's in your family, who exactly. you're physically in proximity But you can change to, your
1: interaction. Absolutely.
0: You, absolutely. you can change your level of exposure. I actually like to think about, you know, like living in a bubble. Like mm-hmm. I get to decide. Exactly. My bubble is 74 degrees. Right. Mm-hmm. There are rainbows and it smells like bubble gum. <laughs> and it's a beautiful thing. So when people come in my space and mm-hmm. it's some hot, a hot mess. Yes. I kind of like you don't get to burst my bubble. You don't exactly. get to get that close exactly. to me. So we get to decide. We I think that would definitely be, you know, one, you know, yeah. lesson learned that I, that I would share as well. Like you decide. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And I think they picked up on it because uh, there was a moment where that person was just like, OK, I'm no longer getting the end to uh me anymore like they didn't Mm -hmm. have the access that they once had and they started to feel a type of way and then that then manifested into um what I interpreted as jealousy a lot of the times and I was like okay so now that I'm standing back a little bit and being a little bit more guarded Mm -hmm. with myself I'm starting to see the true colors of this other person come out interesting um and then it just all blew up long story short and then I, I really saw them for who they were um, and I was Ooh,
0: you meet Maya Angela when people
1: yeah <laughs> like that level <laughs> when people
0: what did she say show you who they are mm-hmm. believe them the first time yes and we don't a lot of times like we, we don't. really don't have that level of awareness no. about the people that we're around so I love that and you said she opened up she taught she taught you to.
1: She taught me to be more uh, open with some of the things that I was going through. So if I didn't feel comfortable in a mm-hmm. situation, she wanted me to be a little bit more vocal about it. Mm. Uh, I I I was like, I was raised to you know the whole children should be seen and not heard, like I, mm. that was very much a huge part of um, my growing up. So. I wasn't used to speaking up when I needed to speak up. Mm-hmm. I just kind of sat back and internalized things and just said, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to stay here in the shadows and just be quiet. Right. Um, and
0: and, and they're, they're, it kind of like um, eats at you. It does. Like it when you does. when you hold in that negative energy, why am I touching my breath? <laughs> 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 <Sorry>. <laughs> but this is my heart. My head is on my heart. It eats at your. It does. And it is it, a little bit when it you're like,
1: destroys you from the inside out when you can't effectively communicate what's going on inside or how you feel. Uh, so that was one of the so challenges. Did you
0: just start she, doing it? Yeah. Like, what did she give you? An exercise? she said,
1: start small. And it's as simple as if you're not feeling comfortable, speak up and say you're not comfortable. That's all you got to say. I'm not comfortable. Exactly. And she said if you ever have a moment where there's conflict, you know, use your I feel statements when you're communicating with that other person. So, I mean, me and my mom would always go head to head when it comes to what I'm going to be in the future and what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, So, you know, there was a moment where I was just like, I want to go to. I I always wanted to Mm -hmm. become a lawyer. Mm hmm. Um, And, you know, my parents are just like, yep, that's what my son's going to be. He's going to be a lawyer when he Mm -hmm. grows up. Uh, And when I went to college, like I got into college for law and that wasn't for me i, I learned that after and, an I, and, I, and, I, and i
0: love how you told me what happened in the internship you said yeah. you wanted to connect law with travel yeah and, a, and an attorney that mentor want... that you went to was like that, that is not gonna happen not gonna those gonna two happen. things are incongruent
1: yeah he was like mm, maybe this isn't the profession for you
0: well, what word did he say you were he
1: said that you you're going to develop a leather ass and i was like what
0: Basically, you'll be stuck to your chair doing research. You're not going to be an attorney traveling the world.
1: Exactly. And I was like, okay, well, that's not the track that I want to be on. So let me reassess (laughs) (laughs) and figure out what exactly it is that I want to do. And I was fortunate to have a guidance counselor um, at my college that helped me. But uh, what I was talking about before was... You know, I when I wanted to switch my major, I went to my mom first and I was like, hey, mom, like, I'm not going to be a lawyer. Like I'm actually changing my major to something else. <laughs> that was a whole fight. <laughs> but I thought about what my therapist was saying. And she's like, you know, instead of internalizing it, because like before I would take mm. all of what my mom would be saying in and I'd be like, OK, well, to make her happy, I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I started using my I feel statements and I was like, mom, well, I feel like you're not listening. When I say I want to become this because this is truly what I care about, like this is going to get me to where I want to be. This is where I see myself. Mm-hmm. And she'd always say she, I mean, she would say things like, well, you're not going to make any money doing that. Like, why would you th- that doesn't make any sense? Like you're going to be wasting your time. And I was like, you know, I really feel like you should be encouraging me to be the best whatever it is that I can be. That's mm-hmm. what I'm hoping that I get out of you. And she just wasn't getting it um long story short she had to accept it one way or another um and she allowed me to you know when i she didn't really have a choice because <laughs> at this point i'm an adult um but i changed my major and my grades dramatically increased because now
0: we're doing something that, that, that you loved about. exactly that you cared about that would i had, a, passion, would make you I had a,
1: a natural skill for it
0: so 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 two things you said something you said in your uh therapist Said instead of internalizing, mm-hmm. which is what a lot of people do, let's talk a little bit, let's pause and roll back a little bit. Yeah. What does internalizing mean to you? How did it affect you negatively a- a- and the contrast to mm-hmm. what the recommendation was?
1: So, thinking about criticisms, right? Like mm-hmm. whether it be constructive or not, you know, people always have an opinion about something. Yes, they do. Uh, so when somebody would give me feedback or let me know something about myself that I maybe not have seen mm-hmm. uh, or had realized, um, I used to take it to heart more than I should have. You know, and somebody would say, "Oh, well, you you don't have enough drive," and then I would take that and instead of communicating back or you know being productive in my responses or actions, I would say, "Okay, I'd go home and say, well." I'm just not a productive person. That is who I am.
0: Ooh, so you kind of owned. Yeah. You, you allowed feedback from others to define who you who are. you are. And mm, so basically, let's reframe that: don't allow feedback from others to define who you are at all. At all. And,
1: and I basically. mean, you know, even if there is some truth to it, you take that criticism and then you make some positive out of it. Say, okay, well, if the feedback from my peers is that you're not productive, what am I doing wrong? that is given off that impression. Right. And then you start to look inward and you said, okay, well there's some things that I need to work on, some things that I need to change. But this isn't gonna be who I am. I'm I not going it. to be an unproductive person. I'm I going to take it. that criticism and say, Okay, cool. Let me check you in a week and <laughs> you'll see that I'm a productive person.
0: <laughs> I adore you. Oh, thank I adore you. <laughs> you. I love it. So internalize. So don't internalize. Don't don't so back to the bubble, right? Yeah. People can bring something to you. You decide if it you let it in. It's basically an invisible force field. Mm-hmm. We're all like superheroes. We all have superpowers, right? And so you decide your force field is there, whether you choose to use it or not, right? And so when people come in your space, it's almost like you, you get to use it in a way that's almost hilarious. And if we all did it, when someone throws mud at you, it basically just falls you know, right off. It just evaporates into a poof of chocolates, <laughs> a cloud of chocolate, I don't know, <laughs> vapors, whatever, right? It, it doesn't get to permeate. Mm-hmm. You get to decide. It's almost like if someone honks at you in traffic and cuts you off, you know, like you also get to decide, again, yeah. your, your, your reaction Your reaction to that, because yeah. maybe they're rushing off to the hospital, right? Like you get to reframe your mind. They were not run attacking you, trying to, you know, exactly. ruin your day. It doesn't always day. have
1: to be negative. It's only negative part if of fact, you allow we it.
0: We decide break. again. We I say we use technology, community, and positive psychology to help good people do great things. Mm-hmm. Positive psychology, you know, talks a lot about. Um, we talk a lot about um, choosing joy, mm-hmm. and you said you, who suffer from depression, yep. who actually thought about suicide, mm-hmm. who got therapy, is living your best life.
1: <laughs> it don't <laughs> <took some> work,
0: <laughs> but but still, like you said, yes. still. You said, "What did you say about depression?" You said it's um, still a—it's still a journey. It's still a journey.
1: Yeah, it—it it doesn't just all of a sudden disappear one day, right? Like right. when we look at people, like Robin Williams, like depression. Like I mentioned before, depression doesn't discriminate. Whether it's on your race, your income, or your lifestyle, sexuality—none of it. Uh, th- this is somebody who um, was very wealthy had a wonderful career and brought tons of joy and laughter to so many others. How could this person be suffering from depression?
0: Such right? a wake up, wake, such a wake up call for so many of us. Yeah. Wow.
1: It, it was and, and so, huge. It even hit me. And I was right. like, uh, you know, I was like, I hope people look at this and say, okay, well let's stop treating this as something that only affects a certain group. of
0: people. Right. I mean, if you, if you don't live on a deserted Island, If you're a human being with youth in your life, you must start taking mental health seriously. Absolutely. We must. The number one cause of death among youth is suicide. Mm -hmm. They're not being heard.
1: Right. They're just being shut down. And even if they do want to talk up and say something, uh, you know, people are shutting them down, saying that you have no reason to be unhappy. Right. And that's not the that's not the case. <laughs> I right? am. Yeah, I am happy. I may I'm not, not have a exactly. reason to
0: be. So you went to a psychologist, but you also went to a psychiatrist. Yes. So one tell of me, the recommendations. Yeah,
1: one of the recommendations, uh, or it, uh, yeah, one of the recommendations mm-hmm. that she uh, made was that I should start seeing a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Right, because you have these homework assignments that you would get out of your therapy session, um, but she was not seeing the. Uh, The progression that she had wanted to, so she wanted me to try something different, Mm -hmm. and that was uh, medication. So I had to start seeing a psychiatrist, Mm -hmm. Um, and then she wanted to couple that with therapy. So I was still having my sessions with her, and I would also see a psychiatrist to make sure that the medication I was on um, wasn't there was no negative side effects Mm -hmm. or anything. So I had to stay um, connected with with connected both, both. Um, and I tried it for a while and I I did notice a change like I stopped having those random mood swings where you know the day's doing going great Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden that dark clouds back or I would wake up and I'm just like so severely low it kind of uh helped bring balance so
0: what was so interesting about what you said you think about parents or just anyone who has youth in their in their lives mm -hmm. or or just want to be it's not even a youth problem I mean Mm -hmm. mental health affects Everyone Everybody. at all ages. But one of the things I love that you said is when you were talking about um, when you when you were holding things in before you started with therapy and you were holding things in mm-hmm. and then you said they would just explode. Yeah. Like, like you would have.
1: I would have like, moments where I, I could just be sitting in a classroom and the teacher's talking and then all of a sudden I'm in tears and I couldn't explain why there were moments where I just had to scream and I would do that, just scream in my own pillow because like, I just need to let something out. Like so much was building up inside me and mm. I, until I started ha- seeing a therapist. Like I didn't have an outlet for a lot of those things. I couldn't communicate how I was feeling or express some of the emotions that I was going through with anybody. Um, so, you know, if any of my friends come to me, like I have a couple of friends now who, you know, I, wholeheartedly believe that they're Uh they're depressed um and i urge them to talk to somebody professionally i was like Uh you can come to me because you know i've experienced it firsthand and this is something that i'm still dealing with Uh but i think you do need to talk to somebody professionally right like that person is trained to handle stuff like this yes i'm not trained i can only speak from my perspective i can only give you my truth but my truth and my experiences might not help right. you the same way that talking to someone uh, in the professional space can.
0: Right. And th- and again, there's tons of suicide hotlines. I'm going to have you go on your phone and look up a suicide hotline yes. number real quick. Um, um, and Mike, you're going to show this book, right? So if you flash real quick. So this is a book that we brought on um, to the show in the past. We had a happiness coach on the show in the past where she talked about a few things. Can I um, So it's called The Happiness. Um, flip back off, Mike. Real quick, it's called the Instant Happy, and there are a few things in here that you liked. And I took out our sugar packs.
1: From <laughs> so it's okay. I think too. I have them here.
0: <laughs> there are a few few of these that you really liked. Yeah, you did text them to me. Um Oh, I'll, I'll let you read it out. Okay. Because, because then this one is important because you you talked about how important it is to do the 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 work on the inside. On the inside, the work on you, and mm-hmm. that was work that you helped you. Talked about with your therapist, and people talk about self-love like it's this, you know, thing mm-hmm. that, you know. And it's not being vain,
1: right? Like when I brought self-love. up self-love to, you know, a couple of my family members, they right. interpreted it as, well, you, you got to be humble, right? Um, They always teach you to be humble. And I was like, well, yeah, you can be humble, but that doesn't mean that you have to always put yourself second. Mm. Right? Like that's not mm. what being humble means. Yes. Um. So, you know, one of the the quotes from the, the book Instant Happy uh, that I really loved and resonated with me was that you are wonderful, uh, worthwhile, lovable, not only because other things. So self-worth comes from one place and that is yourself. Mm. So I, I had to go on that journey to start to love myself. So like as I'm seeing my therapist and as I'm working through my issues with communicating with other people and communicating my feelings, I had to also learn. To love myself.
0: Mm, and that's huge. You are worth. Um, is that Dr. Tart Dr. Tart. Uh, so Dr. Jerry Bertart is one of our regulars. She's absolutely amazing. So you are wonderful, worthwhile mm-hmm. and lovable. Not because others think so. Self-worth comes from only one place. Yourself. Mm hmm. Absolutely. So even though you got help with the therapist, they helped you do you. Exactly. <laughs> Basically. Exactly. They didn't do the work for you. No. You they have gave to do you that on exercises. Your they gave you focus. Dr. Jerry Tart, can you hear me?
2: I can. I can. How are you? Dr.
0: Tart? we're talking about one of your most favorite topics.
2: Don't you know it. <laughs> <laughs> so do a quick
0: introduction. You're coming in at the last 15 minutes. Introduce who okay. you are and, and, and what's your. what would you share with people about mental health? Is it really important, Dr. Oh, Jerry Bird-Tart?
2: Oh, it is so important. I am a therapist, a psychotherapist here in Orlando, Florida. I've been in private practice for more than 20 years, and I've been in the field for more than 40. So I've been here four minutes. <laughs> and, uh... To that end, I just heard the young man talk about the significance of loving himself, and that is so very, very true. Um, The reality is that others can tell us whatever it is that they tell us. They can tell us a part of their journey, and even clinicians with education behind them and whatever. But when the rubber meets the road, we've got to recognize that God has given us something that we must do about this great work that he's put in us. And mm. that is that he knew exactly who we were when he created us. All right. Now. And we aren't junk. We you see,
0: aren't junk. You see, okay? you, see, you see who she is? She's a, PhD. She, she, she's a therapist, <laughs> and she loves the Lord. She,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I,
0: I rarely have Dr. Tart come on without saying something about um, a higher power, which I think is beautiful. So what was interesting, Dr. Tart, and we were talking about um, – um, Michael was actually sharing, we were talking over lunch and, and during the show a little bit about, you know, he he's from Florida as well, basically, Southern mm-hmm. Baptist. And he said he prayed. Okay. He, he he was struggling with depression. He had thoughts mm-hmm. of suicide. And he prayed. Mm-hmm. And his family was like, just pray about it. And they said, uh, what did they say about
2: depression is for white people? Uh, yeah. That's not a black people oh, problem. Oh, you see, if I may go there and just kind of speak to that. I mean, and, and Tracy, you Your own point. You know the enemy can give us all kinds of uh, statements, and I say that not to be dis- uh, to be disparaging to anyone, but what I'm trying to say here is the enemy comes and he will tell us things so that we won't look for what it is that God has already intended mm. for us mm-hmm. to have and to know about Him. Yes, because ultimately He is the the uh, author and finisher of our, our faith. We all struggle with something. Because sin is in the world. Let us not ever forget that. We so, all do. And it doesn't matter our, our ethnicity. It doesn't matter our gender. It doesn't matter our uh, ethnic status or or, or, or uh, economic status or anything like right. that. We all struggle with something. And when we, and for as a people, mm-hmm. you're right, people have said so long that we can just suck it up. Because we come from where we come from. Mm-hmm. You know, we've struggled for all of our lives. Even know. church people we've, now. We've come on, let's let's of... talk about it. Even church people. So, I mean,
0: yeah, so re- help us reconcile the difference between, you know, praying and actually getting mental health. Why are those two, let's clarify for the listeners, that those two things mm-hmm. are not mutually in- in- exclusive. Exclusive. That you no, can no, do no, both. And it is absolutely. important to do both. Mm-hmm. That is
2: very, very So, true so tell me, tell me. Because in doing both, we recognize that we are using the wisdom that God has given us. Uh, uh, prayer is, we pray without ceasing. Okay, that's, that's that takes care of that little bit. Mm-hmm. The other part of that is do what the Holy Spirit is leading you to do. Get up. Mm-hmm. He didn't just give that uh, uh, gift to, I mean, uh, the gift of trying to understand and discern. There are some people who have inclinations. There are some people who have talents, and those individuals who have those kinds of talents, they didn't make them up themselves. They didn't give them. They didn't get them themselves. There are individuals who have a passion, and I thank God that I am one of them who has a passion to understand the human mind. Mm. And as a result of that, we need to take advantage of those kinds of things. There are physicians of all kinds. There are philosophies of all philosophers of all kinds, teachers of all kinds, and whatever. We have gifts. And those gifts were given to us by design. So let us use those gifts. We tend to think that something is wrong with us because um, we're going to exercise, we're going to reach out to a therapist or whatever. And what's one of the first things that we say? Oh, I'm not crazy. It's not a matter of being crazy. When we label something that um, in such a way that it is um, not appropriate we feel that it's not appropriate or we can't um, approach it in a way that we can share it with somebody. Mm -hmm. There's some shame that's attached to it. You know what I'm trying to say? So we aren't supposed to talk about it. It's, You know, Uncle Bill always act like that. He was just a little bit weird, but Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with him. Yeah, there could be something wrong with Uncle Bill. And it doesn't mean that it has to dictate his life, mm, is what I'm trying to say. Right. We so, know what depressed moods feel like, but everybody who has a depressed mood doesn't necessarily have a clinical depression.
0: Exactly. And there is a difference. Exactly. There what, is a major difference. What, what I love Go about ahead. you, Dr. tart you, you often say that it's okay not to be okay.
2: Right. No, it's okay know. not to
0: Absolutely. feel okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and so what I'm going to share with people, there's a National Suicide Prevention Hotline, because, again, we're not dispensing medical advice today if you're feeling some kind of way. That's what mm-hmm. black people say, <laughs> some kind of way. <laughs> that means if you're not feeling your best self, if you're not in your happiest, um, you not don't feel like you're living your best life. If you're not full of joy, we call that feeling some kind of way. It's when you can't really
2: describe what it is. It's just mm-hmm. some kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And that's that was some it. kind of way. Oftentimes is dictating that there's a hormonal imbalance of sorts. Mm-hmm. That, that's what you know, he said. Is, yes. Mental health is no different than physical health. Absolutely, it, it, it presents with particular symptoms. Mm. That's all. All right. Can you it's, say that again? It, mental health it, yes. is no mental different health than physical is no health. 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 Physical health. It I love presents it. With with certain kinds of symptoms. And again, so we, what, what do they tell us about heart attacks? What do they tell us about strokes? What do they tell us? What things to, to look for? The same different mm. goals with mental health. Mm-hmm. I love okay? it. Okay? If but, we're feeling some kind of way, maybe we need to go talk to some kind of doctor.
0: Hello? <laughs> if you haven't figured it out, <laughs> right? If there's some things. He had a really great story about how he just, he couldn't articulate what he was feeling, but it wasn't good. He was grateful. I used to, you know, anyway, mm-hmm. he, he was grateful, but he was actually considered, I, I don't, what yeah. did you say? What were you saying? Like uh, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. Yeah. That's, so, that's I, I mean, like,
1: you can have right. all the bright, shiny things around you, but at the end of the day, if you're not feeling great, there's right. something wrong there, and, and I the, that chemical imbalance that you're talking about, like, that's something that I was struggling with, right. but I didn't know until I saw yes. a right. professional help.
0: Right. Yeah. And National yes. Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-8255. Again, the National Mm -hmm. Suicide Prevention Hotline, there's help out there. There's people out there. There's therapists out there. But if you're at the point where you actually thought Mm -hmm. the way my friend here thought, well, you don't feel that way anymore. Like, what would you tell someone who, um, you don't feel that way anymore. No. But what would you tell someone, like, right now in this moment, if they're watching this feeling like you felt?
1: There is hope. There absolutely Mm. is hope. Please. Absolutely. I mean, the road does not end with you taking your own life. Yeah, it's absolutely, only if you choose that might. road, but there there is help out there. You just have to do your part in going out and actually taking the step to seek out help. And people, help I, people, want, people want, want to help you. These people, they want people that mm-hmm. want
0: to help you. Doctor Tar, people like you, you dedicated your life to helping others. There's absolutely. free help out there as well. And
2: there are the, the, so many people. Yeah, absolutely, who have such a passion for it. Michael, I so thank you. It is Michael, right? Yes. Yes, I <laughs> so thank you so much for saying. We've got to do something. Mm-hmm. We have to get up. We, and we have and we, to get up. And we, as a people, as a
0: part of this bigger than me movement, Doctor Tart. Mm-hmm. We, as a yes, people, ma'am. we have to make this conversation okay. Mm-hmm. This is dinner table conversation at Thanksgiving, people. Mm-hmm. We should mm-hmm. all. There should be a game, a bigger than Hello. me game. Yeah. Hello. Hello. And, Hello and we, Doctor Tart a mental health. Have you ever mm-hmm. been okay? Have you ever felt not okay? Have you ever felt some kind of way? We should call it
2: that. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever felt some kind of way? Let's <laughs> just start it right there. Why if you're feeling some kind of way today and you didn't feel some kind of way two months ago, it could be situational. It mm-hmm. could be that something finally caught up with you because you're so and you you're so tired because yep. you've been struggling trying to figure it out, carrying that big old monster on your back. Mm-hmm. When it doesn't have to be that hard, and
0: you, and and you don't, have to, do it alone, right? no, you don't have to do it alone, right? There are people out there who want Absolutely. to help you. So we have this book, Doctor Dr. Dr. Talk, called Instant Absolutely. Happy, and we had a few little things we were going to talk about. So one, one mm-hmm. of the one of the pages that Michael said he really liked was that, that helped him. That there was a reflection uh, was, "You are worthy of asking, and you are worthy of getting." We're just talking Absolutely. about help today. Some people are Absolutely.
2: like,
0: but you are worthy of asking.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: For help, and you, for that raise, it, for 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 hey, for, for, for whatever mm-hmm. it is you want to do in life, you get to decide that you mm-hmm. are going to live your best life. You're worthy of mm-hmm. asking, mm-hmm. and you're worthy of getting. 100. Mm-hmm. percent Wow, mm-hmm. I love may, that.
2: May, may, I just, may, may I just give I just would one love for you to please from, from from Louise Hay. Please. I am I am I am I am loving. Because we tend to think that we aren't, because something is wrong with us, and so we, see. Mm. But so we say, I am loving. Not only am I loving, I am lovable. Because we think that something is wrong with us, and therefore we aren't loving nor lovable. But I am. I am lovable. I am lovable. Mm. I am worthy. Tell us, somebody. I am deserving of all good. You got yes. that? We love when affirmations, we people. That, there you go. There you go. And when we put it on, uh, Tracy, Michael, when we put it on, when we say, I am, mm. we take ownership. Yep, That goes to the point that you were making early on, Michael. Yep. We take ownership. I can mm. Why? Not just because I'm all that on back of chips. No, it's not about that. That's Mm-mm. not what I'm trying to say at all, because we all struggle with something.
0: Mm-hmm. We all struggle. We all I, got something. Yes.
2: yes we yes, all we
0: got do. something. And so this show really is about... Helping each person It's a movement It's an all bigger than me movement Because guess what Mm -hmm. We all have some area in our life That we want to improve If you've never thought about depression Congratulations If you've never had You know Any major You know Mental health issues That is awesome That means you're Mm -hmm. probably Excelling in some area In your life Where you can help others Maybe you've Mm -hmm. lost 100 pounds You can help someone like me On struggling with that Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe you Excelled in your career And you can actually Be a mentor for others Mm -hmm. Maybe you're in a marriage That has lasted for 20 years Ups and downs. But you really want to share that message with others. This is the mm. bigger than me movement, people. It's an invitation Amen. for each of us to decide that we're going to share our stories and help someone else. It's bigger mm-hmm. than me. It's bigger than Amen. me. We got three minutes bigger left. Two minutes left, I think. Mike is going to tell us. So, Doctor Todd, get ready for your final words um, as you that you might want to share with others. Michael, first of all, thank you again for joining us today. Michael's going to be a regular, so he's actually <laughs> helping with our. Um, the, the, the youth movement. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did, we didn't say how old, how young you are.
1: Ah, uh, 26. Just turned 26. 26. <laughs> oh,
2: 26. All <laughs> oh, 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 so, right. All right. Oh, <laughs> so, Dr. Tar. Oh, so. I celebrate you Oh, my goodness. Oh, so. And man. what do you do? Oh, we right can talk
1: about
0: your company real quick.
1: Uh, yes, yes. So, I am a digital marketer with a concentration in social media, and I work for Rational CX here At, in Seattle. And we're
0: going to talk to Rational CX. We think we're going to try to do a little partnership with them on some things around diversity and inclusion so we're going to set up some time with their leadership team Mm -hmm. you're part of their work so again there's a lot we're going to be doing you're going to be back for so many other reasons any final words that you want to share with someone on just how to live their best life how to choose joy
1: i would say to anybody who's listening uh whether you are younger older whatever it may be if you aren't unhappy we're where you currently are, just know that you do have the power to completely change your life. Mm. Um and whether that be changing your surroundings, changing the people you hang out with, or even just taking that step out of your comfort zone to seek help and speak to somebody professional. You have okay. that power. And don't let anybody else tell you otherwise.
0: You better go Thank with your best well, self. <laughs> Twenty six, Dr. Tart, Dr. Todd, we got one minute left. What what do you got? Okay. What do you got? Ask, words of wisdom. Ask, ask.
2: That's this is my word. Asking it. And you shall receive, I mean, I'm sorry, ask if you're looking because you really need to, Mm -hmm. seek and you'll find it, knock. There's a door. There's a door waiting mm. for you to knock. Not because Jerry Bird's hard to it, <laughs> because the scripture says, and there you go. You're going to find what you're looking for. Give credence to what you're thinking about. And if you want to be healthier, then go for it, because God has already given you permission. I love
0: That's it. That's my
2: two cents. Remember okay? this, y'all. Take care.
0: I Thank you very much. Fight, you are worthy of asking. bigger than
2: me. <laughs> you're <laughs>
0: you're <laughs> <laughs> worthy of asking, and you're worthy of giving. This is how we end every show. One, there two, three. It's bigger, it's than, me, bigger than me, baby. bigger than me. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you.